it's not that I am always on this peak. I mean, I have peaks and valleys all day, all week, all month, all year. But the thing is, is trying to reduce the amount of how high and lows those are and stay on that rolling little wave of happiness. Hey, what's up, people? It's Brandon Ferris, and you're listening to A Quick Read, an advertising podcast that talks book smarts and street smarts with the people who have been there, done that. Today's guest is hairstylist, educator, and creative Jesse Gray. We cut to the chase about Spencer Johnson's peaks and valleys and help you keep it positive. You know what to do. Tune in and turn up. What's up, my man? Jesse, how's it going, buddy? What's up, Brandon? So good to have you on the show. As uh, people who know me might have uh, heard your voice before, we had a, a podcast in the past together called Pops Couture. Just uh, two creative dads sharing our dad knowledge. <laughs> this is like deja vu. I feel, I'm feeling good about this. Well, what's different, though, is that this time we're, we're hiding behind masks. <laughs> It's, it, it's very much different. It's kind of weird. It's, so, it's just, a struggle. And just so everybody knows, at this point, the podcast is pretty much done remote. So all my guests have been remote. I have a podcast kit that I send out. But um, Jesse's sort of in my bubble. So he's in my bubble. Uh, he's family. So um, I felt comfortable with this. But we're still um, in the room. We still got our masks on. So we want uh, everybody to be safe out there and to follow suit. Yes. So, um, but I'm so excited to have you on the show um, and really excited that you picked a really cool book called uh, Peaks and Valleys by Spencer Johnson. Why did you select that book? Well, at the time that I read it, I was around 26, 27, uh, completely lost. I would, you could say it was in my valley. Um, my son was about three or four years old and I had no clue uh, what I wanted to do. I had I didn't know who I was, and I was just kind of like roaming around in this valley, and all I know is that I needed to make money. Yeah. And so as far as like work goes, um, I was just trying to make money. I was DJing. I was doing some creative stuff, um, but not anywhere near where I'm at. And so, now. and so somebody must have shared this book or this story with you, and you were like, "Oh wow!" And it sort of like created a moment. Is that kind of is that why it means so much to you or why you thought it was an interesting book to talk about today? Yeah. So I was working with a um, kind of like this like direct marketing uh, company. And it was a, um, it was a book that somebody um, suggested. They called it a self-help book. Okay. Which I had no clue what that meant <laughs> at the time because I'm right. not a big reader. And uh, that was the reason why um, I heard about this book. Yeah. Um, and then once I read it, I mean, it, it, it really resonated with me. One, because it's very simple. Yeah. It's very simple to understand. I am not a big reader. If like I get lost just reading from one line to the other <laughs> <laughs> and I got to read pages right. over and over. So I need a really <laughs> simple book right. to understand. And this spoke to me right at the very beginning of of the book, especially the title. I mean, the title yeah. is making good and bad times work for you. Yeah. And so really the concept in the book, it we'll talk a little bit about today is this idea that peaks are the moments when you appreciate what you have mm -hmm. and valleys are the moments when you long for what is missing. Yes. Um, so we're going to jump into that, but before we do, I want people to understand why I wanted to, to have you on okay. an advertising show. Uh-huh. <laughs> So what we'll come to find out is that, you know, as you got out of your, your first Valley, yeah. you really found a space, um, in, as a stylist in, in hairstyling and you've gone on and you've helped me out. You've been on set multiple times as a stylist for commercials. You've, you've been talent in commercials. Mm -hmm. You've done styling for big hair shows. You've worked mm -hmm. with brands. You've done celebrity styling. Correct. So you're very much in this world. Yeah. You're very much overlapped into the advertising and marketing world. Uh -huh. um, is in so I guess that sets up really this first point is how did you get from this valley that you just talked about where you didn't know what you wanted to do to becoming like a really sought after stylist? There's I mean you're trust me I know I can't even get you're my blood relative. <laughs> 
and I can't even get a haircut. I have to go to sport clips. I have to most of the times I got to go to great clips, sport clips, you know, whatever adjective you put in front of the word clip to get a quick haircut because to get a haircut with you, I have to plan like three years ahead of time. I mean, there is some truth to that, um, but it uh, it started when I mean. I'm a positive person, and that's what a lot of this book is about, is is staying positive. Um, and I didn't I didn't know I was in a valley. Mm. That's I think that's what can be hard with people that that don't know where they're going or haven't found like I hate the word like their passion in life. Yeah. But um I'm gonna say it, found their passion in life or what they love to do, sure. what they want to suffer for. Sure. Um and and so if they don't you know if they don't know they're in that in that valley um and they don't recognize it then they may not be able to start making their way to the peak Mm -hmm. um but it started back when um my wife was getting her hair cut by um this guy named josh wagner who now um has become my best friend and mentor and just my you know the guy that besides you yeah i go to and 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 ask a lot of you know questions when you so, when your name is wags i mean you know what i mean <laughs> that's right like, wags 227 yeah I mean, and that's a funny story on how all that came out <laughs> but anyway so um i had been cutting my own hair since i was in eighth grade and um at this point i'm 20 something years old sure and nobody else has ever cut my hair and kaylin my wife is like oh you need to go get your hair cut by him i'm like no he is not gonna know how to cut my hair yeah. now Come to find out, he's like this, like literally a world traveling educator yeah. and hairstylist. Sure, but to me, nobody was going to be able to cut my hair like I wanted to, and so eventually, and, I. And didn't. when you say you cut your hair, you're talking clippers in a mirror. Oh yeah, buddy. I mean, just getting it. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, at that time, I DJed. Yeah. And so, and no lie, I mean, people would ask, "Where do you get your haircut?" Yeah. I don't know why. And and, and, so. and but not only that, but you were also like growing up in high school and stuff, you would cut your friend's hair and stuff, right? Oh, yeah. Like you so you kinda had this early gift that maybe you just didn't it maybe it's, it was right in front of you all along. It was. <laughs> okay, so so you go and you meet Josh. Yep, I meet Josh. And, so fast did you, forward. Did you go to get your hair cut or just go to like you know, you happened to go with Kaylin when she got her haircut. No, I went to go get my haircut, but honest, the honest truth is that I wanted to go just to find out that he wasn't as cool as what Kaylin said he was. Because Kaylin just yeah. said how awesome he was, blah, 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 <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And I remember driving just hoping, like, God, I hope he is, like, the biggest douchebag. And <laughs> I don't know. He's, like, ugly and whatever. You know, so I get there, and I'm like, of course. Like, yeah. He's a good looking dude. He's got it together. And then just from the beginning, you know, like when you meet somebody that you know that like somehow you're supposed to be yeah. connected. Of course. There's, um, and I connect with a lot of people very easily. Yeah. But like Josh and I, it was just like, I was like, like we should be, yeah. we should be friends. So let's pause here for a moment. Cause in this book, what's really unique about Peaks and Valleys it's like a lot of uh, some of similar books like this, uh, you know, Who Moved My Cheese and some of those other ones. It's really a storytelling book. So it's a narrative story that teaches you these concepts. And in the very opening of the Correct. book, this guy sort of goes on this this journey up a mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he sort of is told this story about peaks and valleys from this sort of this woman in the book. Mm-hmm. And so early on, the book talks about this journey and he he climbs up to this mountain and he meets this old man mm-hmm. right and so kind of what you just spoke there about you know when you when you find your your people yeah. you know, you kind of know you're supposed to talk to them um and then in the story this guy sort of has this conversation with this old man and then here we we learn about the story of peaks and valleys yeah so it sounds like you know you just kind of you guys hit it off and he became sort of a an early mentor yeah for sure 100% i mean he came my my guru at the at the peak mm-hmm. because everybody that has that is at the peak has been in the valley gotcha and those the valley and the peaks are a hundred percent connected and yeah. i think 
sometimes people don't understand that um, there's no way that the person at the top is going to understand the person at the bottom. Yeah. And a lot of people go through never really knowing that they can make it to the peak um, because they continue to create, yeah. you know, their own value. So you go to get your haircut and you see this guy who's a good looking guy, got cool style. He's clearly the coolest dude in the salon. Yeah. Everyone likes this guy. Everyone's going to him for, you know, for the answers. Mm-hmm. And here you are and you're like, I want in. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. talk talk about at what point do you did you feel or did you know that you wanted to pursue or go into hair school or barber school or whatnot, and then just kind of get us up to speed with that journey from the the valley of I don't know what to do to discovering wow I'm actually I'm actually pretty good at this. Yeah. Um, before that, I will say, like, I will say I'm a humble person, but I. When I met him, I was like, like, I'm just as cool as this dude. Like, <laughs> like I can, you know, like you see somebody, yeah, and you, you can agree with me. You see somebody you see something done by somebody, you're like, I can do that. Yeah. You know, it's just there's always this I can attitude or I am attitude. And so I was like, Well, I can do that. And right. so what really what what really struck um a nerve in me was actually education. Mm-hmm. So that was actually the first the first thing that he invited me to was a class in uh, New York and in Boston. Okay. Um, and so did not have my license. Um, and we go to New York. This is at the studio where the company that I teach for now has classrooms and um I'm thinking I'm just going to go and watch and hang out. And yeah. you're we, like an assistant who's there to just sort of observe and take it in. Yes. And so we get there and a few minutes before, you know, we, we go on or he goes on, he's like, Hey, do you just want to do a haircut? I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, you want to do a haircut like on this little stage in front of 50 people? <laughs> I'm like, I don't have, I don't have a license. I got nothing. And uh, he's like, just, just go, you don't have to say anything. Just talk or just go up there and do your thing. And I was like, my thing, I don't have a thing. He has a thing. I don't have a thing. I've been doing garage cuts and basement cuts and outside pool haircuts since I was in eighth grade. That's all I got. I don't got a thing. He has a thing, you know, and I'm, and I'm a positive person. He's basically like Obi-Wan Kenobi who gave you a lightsaber and said, go fight Darth Vader. Yes, Exactly. And I don't even know who Darth Vader is. Right. You know, and I'm a positive person. And like I said before, if I see somebody do something like cutting hair, I'm like, you know, I can do that. And so I was like, uh, okay, I guess this is my opportunity. I don't know. So um, I do my thing and the class is over. And seeing what he was able to do, um, helping other people, um, sharing his story, his experiences with these other people that are there, and then them sharing their stories with him yeah. and watching him learn from the student, which he's the educator. Yeah, he's the master. But watching watching him involve these people that come and are looking at him, and you can tell like they look at him because he is an amazing hair science educator. They're looking at him like like this like person on this pedestal and stage. Yeah. But what he what is so remarkable about him is that he brings himself down to the level of the student and shares his stories, his vulnerabilities, and then they in turn shall share their vulnerabilities and their stories yeah. and their struggles and their valleys. Yeah. And then so learning those stories of those people and then him sharing to help them kind of maybe go just up a little bit more to reach their peak. That's what I fell in love with. Yeah. Was learning those stories, connecting with people and helping people get to the valley. Yeah. I, I, I mean, love, to the peak. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, I love that, that narrative you just told there. I mean, I think, you know, I think about the agency world, right? Cause we, it's very similar to styling, right? Like we work with, you know, all sorts of creatives, you know, as a creative director, I work with writers, I work with designers, 
Um, you know, and I'm not a writer or a designer. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a filmmaker. So I, yeah. I came into my 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 position as creative director as a filmmaker. And so what what I think is really cool about that is I, I do love that part of of creativity and working with others is you know, you do learn so much from those that um you know that are that are teaching you while you're also bringing your strengths to them. And so I think that's that's really cool. Um yeah. I I love that part of of that narrative you just told. So um so so from there you know, things really took off from there. I mean, you ended up, you know, finishing school. Yeah. And then I remember, you know, I remember you cutting my hair, you know, when you were going through school, <laughs> yeah. you were cutting my hair in the garage before school. Um, but I remember when you graduated, I, I think you literally went from like graduating to like working in a shop within like weeks, I feel like. And um, then from there, it just went like, it just happened so fast. You're, you, were, you were starting to be booked two weeks out, yes. a month out. Yeah. Two months out. Before we know it, I was like, dude, I can't get a haircut for six months. Like, what is happening? So, like, how did that happen? Like, why why do you think in that moment of this peak, like, what was it that flipped in you? You were in a valley. You felt like you didn't know who you were or what you wanted to do mm-hmm. to being one of the most sought-after hairstylists. Like, please tell us because people there's people right there in, the, in their jobs in advertising and marketing who maybe they're a copywriter. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're a designer, right? Maybe they're, uh, um, you know, they're, uh, you know, a strategist. Yeah, and they are feeling maybe stuck or whatnot, and they're they're wanting to get to that peak where they can just unleash and be 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 the go to person. Help us learn, like what? How did you get there? Did you even know you were getting there? Um, well, I think we have to start with I wasn't, I guess, technically a hairstylist. The there's people out there that are already copywriters, already designers, already this, already that. So for that, you're already ahead of where I was. So yeah. I think what we have to do is celebrate those peaks. So you being a designer, a copywriter, or whoever you are right now, I think you have to celebrate that because you're already yeah. you're already there. Now it's about taking it to another another level or another peak. So um, I think the, it was already, it was like that, um, the, the openness or the willingness to learn everything I could possibly learn and not think that I know everything. Mm. Because I, you know, again, I was already cutting hair since I was in eighth grade. Fast forward now, I don't know, 12 years later. I'd be like, I was already cutting hair for 12 years, but never formally educated. Gotcha. And so when I go into school, my drive was really education. Mm. My drive wasn't to be a hairstylist behind the chair, but to be an educator, you're technically supposed to have five years behind the chair before mm. you be- become an educator. I went to school. I made that leap of going to school. Yeah. Um, go through school. And then because of the connection um, with Josh and being open to learn from him. So in school, I would go upstairs because he worked at the salon ab- above where I went to school. So I would go up there and just watch every day. Uh, Sweep yeah. hair. And it's it's almost like this like Karate Kid Miyagi thing. Yeah. You know, like... Um, he didn't say anything. Yeah. He didn't explain what he was doing. But I went upstairs and I just watched and observed and took it in. Watched, observed, watched. Yeah. And I was wax on, wax, wax off. off. And Sweep I was the floor. Exactly. Sweep and I was floor. sweeping the yeah. floor because Sweep I was sweeping floor. up a hair. And I I think the openness to um to learn yeah. um was how I was accelerated to uh to right after hair school being booked now also my personality is i talk to everybody yeah so for the past 10 years before going to hair school you built a network i i unknowingly (laughs) built in a clientele yeah of talking to i just talked to everybody my son always i don't want to say gets upset but 
he gets upset. He's like, why do you have to talk oh, yeah. to everybody? Same problem here. You know? <laughs> and it's just, it's just That's me. That's when you start a podcast. <laughs> and you just start a podcast. Yeah. And so, um, two, so, so one, I think unknowingly, um, you know, that just um, personality is just who I am. I talk yeah. to everybody. So I built in that. Now, that's different if somebody's a copywriter or a graphic designer because you don't, like, it's a little different that one-on-one clientele. Sure, sure, sure. But the willingness... To learn. To learn, yeah. I think, is what really accelerated me. And, of course, the the um, the help of Josh, him connecting me with, yeah. you know, the education people in that world. Yeah. And so I built that, I built that, those relationships during school. Yeah. Now, I graduate... And again, you're supposed to have five years behind the chair. Nobody knew that I just graduated hair school. Right. Um, besides one person who was willing to take the chance on me auditioning to teach. Right. And so four other people came in. I auditioned for five people two weeks after I graduated hair school. Now, Josh helped me put together my little presentation. Sure. All with my audition, but I still had to do it. Yeah. So I do that. Two months later, I get a call in May, like right, right around my birthday, um, that I was accepted to the team. Gotcha. Now, I graduated several months ago. I'm supposed to have five years. Yeah. Now I'm like, okay, now I'm at the Valley. <laughs> like, I'm up yeah. here, and I got to celebrate this, but also the, uh, or I'm at the peak, the Valley is that openness yeah. in knowing, okay, I have to learn from all of these yeah. people. And I got to prove myself. And I got to prove myself. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't have like this, like Gandhi moment. Right. But I think it's just the, oh, being, just being open to learning and always getting better, which I think everybody knows that, but I think yeah. putting that into action is how I got to where I was so quickly yeah no i love what i love what you said there about that and and sort of learning from the master the karate kid reference of course love that but i think that that's not something that people intuitively do because i think you know you know everybody out there listening right now sits across the room or at least across the zoom from yeah. from a master yeah you know and i think that that it takes guts and humility mm-hmm to recognize, hey, this person on my team is a master compared to me. And it takes a lot of heart and maturity and bravery to acknowledge that and to say, you know what? They are further along than me as a designer, further along than me as a strategist, as a business uh, insight, as a um, data you know, analytics, as a writer. Mm-hmm. And, and I need to embrace that. And I need to let them know that I see them in that light and then let them know that I want to, I want to learn from them, right? That takes guts because we live in a culture where we got to prove ourselves and it's all about I'm better than him or I'm better than her. And if we, if they get the promotion, then I don't get the promotion, right? You know, one of the concepts, um, two concepts I, I talk with my team about all the time is this idea of empathy and abundance, Mm-hmm. You know, empathy, really getting in other people's shoes and their, understanding their point of view and abundance, this, this idea of, you know, everybody can win, right? So, you know, I can celebrate you as being a great master who gets a promotion and I can do that knowing that I too have an opportunity for a promotion. It's not either or, and, you know, it's just about respecting people's experience. So I love that you, I love that you, you, you pulled that out and I loved that, that, you view your rise to success in your industry as a hairstylist as just being willing to go sweep the floor. Uh-huh. And I think yeah. that's so powerful. So, yeah. so then here's my question to you. You know, again, this book, again, it keeps talking about these peaks and valleys, moments where you win, moments where you long for something more. You know, I look at you and I see an extremely successful hairstylist who's super cool. You got the super cool look. You got the super cool vibe. Everybody loves Jesse. Everybody I know, when I hang out with you, when I go places, they're like, who is that guy? He's so cool. Like, you know what I mean? So I look at you kind of like you looked at Josh, right? You're mm-hmm. this like super cool guy. You got it all figured out. 
you're in high demand, you're booked out for the next year, everybody wants you to do their hair transformation. Um, what the hell's wrong? Like, what what problems do you have? Like, how? Like at this point, you're like you're crushing it. So why do you? You know, how do you feel like you're in a valley? And I guess, you know, as I say that, what I'm really saying is to everyone listening, you know, a lot of us are really at the top of our game. You know, when we are when we take a moment of gratitude and look at where we're at, the brands we're working with, the kind of work we're doing, the portfolios that we have, but yet we still feel unfulfilled. Mm-hmm. Could it be that you know, this comes to the next point of the book, the next section that sometimes maybe we create our own valleys. A hundred percent. So talk yeah. to me about that. Cause I think the book hints, hints at that a little bit. So, so here you are at the top of your stylist game in this sort of, you know, rookie season of yours. What the hell's wrong with you right now? Like why, what valley? you know what I mean? Like what valleys are you creating? Yeah. Um, they, it's, th- there are valleys, but it's also, they talk about, um, you know, not comparing yourself mm. to other people. Yeah. Because in the book, um, the guy um, who was on this journey to the, to the top, to the peak, um, meets the guy. And uh, the first thing he says is, um, oh, man, I missed it. Now, he was going up to this peak to see the to see the sun set. But the first thing he thought of was that he missed the sunset. Yeah. Cause he looked out and it was all dark. Cause it was all dark. And so he talks about, so the, the man at the top, the old man, the old man, the master, the master, the Miyagi, guru, Miyagi. RIP Miyagi. He passed away. You know that, right? <laughs> yes. So Miyagi, <laughs> he says, well, but look at the stars. Yeah. And so, um, you know, he he also then talks about you know not comparing your journey, yeah, um, to somebody else's journey. So w- w- I I say that to say, you know, you may look at at my life, look at where I'm at, and it looks like I'm at the top because I'm not comparing myself to somebody else that has five hundred thousand mm. followers on Instagram, yeah. Um, and I'm not trying to get to their peak. Yeah. Everybody has their own peaks. Everybody has their own valleys. Yeah. And so my peak um, is providing for my family, having a house, mm-hmm. being a good father, being a good husband. Um, so so my, my peaks um, are different than somebody else's peaks. And so I think it's super important that you're not comparing yeah. you know, yourself or your peak to somebody else. Yeah, and just like you shouldn't compare their valley, your valley to somebody else's sure. valley. And I think that, you know, the thing I talk about or, or, or a phrase I say a lot of times is, you know, talking about comparing is, you know, I always say you can't win the game of comparison. No. Right. Because, you know, compared to, right, yeah. it goes both ways. Yeah. So compared to um, a, uh, you know, the troll from Billy Goat Gruff who lives under the bridge. <laughs> I'm kind of handsome. You know You're what I mean? Like, it. I'm kind of killing, killing it. it. Yeah. You know, my, my wife's checking me out. Yeah. Maybe some cougars are checking me out, <laughs> but I'm like a pretty good looking guy compared to like the Billy Goat's Gruff troll under yeah. the bridge. Yeah. But if you ask my wife compared to say maybe Ryan Gosling, <laughs> maybe I went from like, a seven or an eight down to like a two or a three. You know yes. what I mean? So like the game of comparison is a little sticky. You know, some people look at their careers and they're like, you know, oh, I just want more. I just want more. I just want more. And they might be, you know, pulling in like a solid 70 grand as a copywriter. Yeah. And compared to somebody just starting or somebody in a small market, they're only making maybe 35, 40, 50 grand. Yeah. They're killing the game. But if you go to New York and LA and look at the top copywriters, you know, in advertising, they're making six figures. So it's like you can never win because even when you become the six figure copywriter, you look up and you're like, oh, but Bezos makes six billion. It's like you can never win. Like there's always somebody richer or poorer, prettier, uglier, yeah, nicer, meaner. Yeah. You know, like on Amazon when you can 
uh, at the like you scroll down to the bottom and you have your your product and it says compare to yeah and it lists out I don't know ten and then you compare it to those and there's a little thing at the bottom that says next yeah there's always more products Ooh, to compare it to next and guess what there's this price this price this yeah. price this feature this feature this benefit this feature this benefit like it's impossible to compare yeah all of those things because what is it worth to you what's it worth to me it's two different things right. we look at it we look at it different so um you know so when talking compare. so when we talk about creating our own valleys a lot of times we create those because we start to compare ourselves mm -hmm. to other things or other other deals yeah and then we start to feel low again yeah oh i'm not as good as so and so oh i, I you know i I did a I did a Reebok commercial, but I didn't do a Nike. Yeah, you know? and then the rest of the world is going, dude, you just worked on Reebok, yeah. like, you know what I mean? It's so, I mean, it's so true, and it's hard not to do that. I'm not saying yeah. I don't do that, yeah, because I do compare myself still to, but it's about recognizing that you're doing that, yeah, and then stepping back and saying, okay, I can't compare myself to, yeah. um, I don't know somebody yeah. that is you know at a different level uh, than me so so is it so then how do you get out of a self created valley right because like i think like they're a little bit different like like circumstance in life like the pandemic has thrown a lot of people into a valley and they're having to change their jobs their careers they're having to look at things a little bit differently and that's a little bit of a different thing to a hurdle to overcome versus a self-fulfilling valley, like that feels maybe like it's a little harder, right? Because you're the one who keeps digging the hole. Mm -hmm. So have you noticed that in your career that, and, and are you in, if you're, are you in a self, self-created valley right now? And, and what's the solution? How do you, how do you get out of it? How do you get people out of that? What's the way to do it? Is it to well, go back and mop the floor? Um, A little bit of that because as we can create our own valleys, we can also create our own peaks. Oh, okay. Which also is kind of goes into this, this what you could call truth. Like your your peak could be your truth. Okay. Now, not to get like really far into it, but like your truth is what is your truth to yourself. So okay. you can create that truth. You can create the peak. You can create the valley. And so... um if you're if you're if you feel like you're in this valley, then um, you have to um, recognize that you're there. Because if you don't recognize that you're sure you're there, then you can't you can't go up. Um, and like I said at the beginning, I'm very I'm a very positive person. I don't have anxiety. Um, I rarely get stressed out, um, even though you know like. Sometimes the I don't have money to pay the mortgage. Right. Like I just like my like my brain and my body just doesn't like I just don't get stressed out about that stuff. And it's I'm sure people out there listening are like, oh my God, I can't, you know. Yeah. It, but it just is what it is. So I think it's hard for me to give like this one answer of like, this is what you have to do to get out of a valley. Yeah. Um, but I think I think staying positive. Mm is one of the, I mean, one of the most, um, can be the easiest, but it also can be the hardest, but it could also be the most rewarding. You can get the most reward out of staying positive mm -hmm. because you get out of bed, the first thing you say is, oh my God, it's snowing outside, there's nine inches. Yeah. Now, your your whole day is affected by yeah. that negative you know, energy that oh, you just... I know. That yeah. you just put out there. For me, it's not the snow. It's having to do my uh, expense reports. Exactly. And I and every time if I go to do it, I'm like, Dad, God, I don't want to do this. But this last time, I, I said to my wife, I said, you know what? I said, I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to be rejuvenated. I'm going to have my little uh, my little um, minty uh, shower spray you know, to breathe in. The, eucalyptus? Yeah, to breathe in the eucalyptus. Okay. And I'm going to step out a transformed man who's going to enjoy the expense reports because now what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn on some music. I'm going to get me a, you know, a cup of coffee and I'm going to just, I'm going to use it as a time to just 
check out some new records. Yeah. You know, and just sort of like get in, get in, uh, catch up on, on discovering new music. And now I took what was frustrating and I made it something beautiful. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, it, they are very simple concepts in the book. Yeah. It's not like this, like, like, I don't even know how to explain. Yeah, it's it. not like you're <laughs> yeah, like trying to understand and and get your MBA degree or whatever. Yeah. It's just it's very simple because yeah. I need simple. Yeah, like that's why I love this book. One because I love hiking and all of that. Yeah, but like it's a simple book, simple truths, simple ideas, um, like staying positive um, to get out of your to get out of your valley or to get out of where you're where yeah. you're at. No, and I think that's you know, you know, sometimes simple is hard, right? It's it's hard to do. The things that seem so easy, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I I really am enjoying this conversation, and I feel like part of you sharing this book with me hits on one of one of the other ideas I want to talk about in the book. Is is as they talk about, it seems like as they tell the story of peaks and valleys, every person along the way in this book tells the next person, "If I tell you this, you have to tell someone else." Mm-hmm. So there's this sort of idea of you know paying it forward. Yeah. Um, how's that manifested in your sort of career and in your life? How do you, you know, obviously, um, Josh invested in you, um, you know, as you went and he was your Miyagi and he took you to the, these really cool events in big cities and he gave you a platform. Yeah. Um, how's that working out? How are you building platforms and helping other people underneath you? Um, it's a great question. And, I I think that's one of the reasons why I connected with education so much is because every time I teach, I am passing it on. Yeah. I'm sharing my knowledge. Like there's no reason for me to keep all of this knowledge. Say I wasn't an educator, but I'm working in the salon and the person next to me, my fellow um, coworker, is struggling with something, whatever it is. And I have this knowledge and this secret and I yeah. hold it because I don't want her or him to get better than me. Yeah. Like that gets you absolutely nowhere. Nowhere. Absolutely nowhere. So um the the paying it forward um is is done, I feel, every time I go out and and teach. Yeah. Um and now that COVID happened and all that, I'm not I'm not teaching as much as I was. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now I'm trying to do those little things just in the salon with, you know, the people that I work with. Um, you know, if I find something new that I like, a no, new technique, a new color, or mm-hmm. whatever it is, like I'm the first person to like, hey, did you see this? Or did you see this? Or did you yeah. try this? Yeah. Um, you know, we have a we have a new hairstylist that came on. I don't know, like January, in the beginning of January, and um, I taught. Uh, I've known her for I've known her for a while. I taught a class that you know that she was at, and again, it's like those people that you just meet. Yeah, you know that you know that you're meeting for a reason. Yeah, we're we're in this together. Yeah, and <laughs> um, and so. She, um, you know, we talked after that class. We stayed in contact, and uh, now she's working at the yeah, salon with you guys. Yeah, which is like, I mean, it, it's you're now you're the master. Nah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, but I am, but I am the person that shared, yeah, my knowledge, yeah, and so by sharing that knowledge opens opens you up um, to to creating them those moments. Um, to connect with somebody else and so um, her name is summer and so summer and i connected and now you know we get to work together um all the time and it's a blast and uh it's just it's just cool to see people um you know be happy it's it's cool to see people go from like this little you know, say Valley or this little part in their journey to like that one little step above. And then like, Oh, like, like those little moments yeah. are, are, are what I love. I, I love that, man. That's such a great story. And again, this is a, 
a simple book, but a really great read. If you're at a point in your career right now and you're just feeling stuck, you're feeling like you don't know what to do, and you're looking at all these people on their mountaintops and you're just wanting to be them, um, I just encourage you, man, pick up this this little read. It might it might ignite something inside of you, and hopefully this story is uh, Jesse's story is is doing some of that. I want to take a little bit of a turn. Um, and get a little practical and maybe have some fun because uh, we don't always have a stylist on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, some some people in their professional life go through uh, peaks and valleys with their with their personal brand, their hair, their style, their clothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, so I guess what, what do you say to people or what's your advice for people as they're trying to present themselves out in the world? So we probably have a lot of people listening to the show right now who maybe because of COVID are um, taking a pivot with their career. Maybe they're joining a new advertising shop. They're Maybe they're switching from um, an agency and going to a brand or they were at a brand and they're going to an agency and they're trying to reposition themselves, sort of their point of view, who they are, right? Mm-hmm. And so that, with that might come like a new look and feel. Yeah. So when you work with with people, whether it's celebrities or high profile people who come in and you know they're wanting to get a fresh new look or whatever, yeah. Um, I guess, how do you go about doing that? And so I guess for our, those listening today, yeah. what's your advice to them of, okay, like if you're if you're trying to get a, a new look, you recommend X, Y, and Z to kind of get there. And uh-huh. then like maybe, you know, how to choose the right stylist for them and sort of like, I guess people that feel like they're in the valley uh-huh. of their like hairstyling and uh-huh. like their personal brand, yeah, help them get to a peak. Okay. So what do you say? So if I come to you and I say, "Look, dude, I'm trying to sort of reinvent myself," which I did kind of recently. You did. For the, I mean, you know, for those those who who know me or those who Google me on the internet, <laughs> I let my hair grow out. It was crazy. It was like it was well below my shoulders. I had super long hair and a really, really long, crazy beard. <laughs> and most recently, I went into to Jesse and I said, "We're cutting it all off." And so, um, so we kind of went with this sort of David Lynch inspired uh, shave on the sides, kind of you know Kramer from Seinfeld, wild on the top, and then um, just most recently, if you follow me on social media, I just shaved off my my beard, and yeah. it, everybody was like, "What? I've never seen you without a beard!" And so <laughs> it was fun, and so I just kind of went into it. But not everybody, not everybody does that. Not everybody mm-hmm. has the confidence or, yeah. or feels comfortable just trying stuff. So, so help us out here. Help us get out of our our styling uh, valleys. What do you say to those those people listening that are ready to get get a new LinkedIn picture and and tackle the day with a new vibe? Um, as a stylist, my approach is uh, you know obviously a consultation. You know you do a consultation with your brand people, sure, with all this. Um, but one of the most, a couple of the most important questions that. Uh, your stylist should ask you is um, a description of who you are. Mm-hmm. Like, who who do you feel like you are? Yeah. Okay. And then just by asking that simple question, most people are a little hesitant at first mm-hmm. because one, that may be the first time that they're sitting in your chair. Um, and then... The other thing is, is um, how do you want other people to see you? Because mm. a lot of times they're two different things. Yeah. Some people inside, let's call them. Uh, wild and crazy. We'll just say wild and crazy. I was trying to think of a celebrity. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll, say, we'll say wild and crazy. But maybe on the outside, they need to be buttoned up. Correct. So... Um, so then, so then you take then you take those two things. Now you have to be honest with yourself too. Yeah. Like if you want to, this is one question I ask. If you walk into a room, do you want to be seen, or do you want to stay kind of in the background? Mm, blend in. Do you want to blend in? Now, if you want to be seen, then you have to take into consideration that being seen takes work. Yeah. So now that means okay. If you want your hair to complement that, then it's gonna it, it's probably gonna take some work. Yeah, which we've we've identified that I am not ready to invest in the hard work. No. Of, Every once in a while, yeah, for your picture, 
Yeah, but I'm for a meeting. I wake up and it what what you see is what you get. Yeah. Um <laughs> so so um who you are, who you are, like how do you see yourself? How do you want to be seen? Yeah. Um how you want to be seen as you walk into a room or when somebody clicks on your LinkedIn or somebody clicks on your LinkedIn. Um and then uh then I take then I take those things and then I expand that out to um, if they want to be seen or um, if they want to be behind the scenes, like that person that wants to be seen and kind of, you know, I don't want to say flamboyant, but wants to be seen, but they don't want to put any work in. Mm. It's not going to, those don't, those don't match. It's like asking somebody to paint a Bob Ross painting without paint. Right. You can't do it. So, um, well, metaphorically, maybe. <laughs> no, you can't do it. I feel like we're painting a Bob Ross painting on this podcast right we now. We are. I mean, there's no happy accidents. <laughs> no, that's not right. There are happy accidents. Yes, yeah, of course. <laughs> titanium white. A little titanium white. And a little, just a little dash of titanium white. Slap the, slap the paintbrush. Um, so, um, so, so as like, um, as a stylist, those are, those are the kind of questions I ask. Yeah. Now, if you go in and and your stylist that you sit down is is not asking you those questions and just putting something on you, yeah, for the sake of putting something on you, that's just not my approach. Right. So if they're doing that, then you have to ask yourself, okay, are they um, putting what? they want to see on me. Now, the stylist does have some um some great uh um uh, experience. Sure. On, you know, all of that. Insights. They 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 have a hunch that this yeah. might look good on you. But it's still like it's still up to you yeah. um to uh to embrace that and still feel like you can take that. Um so for the people out there I would say if they don't ask you that, then make sure you tell them that. Yeah. And that would be your that would be your first step to to getting out of the the style valley is to ask yourself those questions mm. and be ready to answer those questions until especially your hairstylist that. Um the other thing is hairstylists, most hairstylists are very visual. Yeah. So Maybe go on Pinterest, maybe go on Instagram, maybe go on whatever, and pull some pictures yeah. that you like, pull pictures that you don't like, yeah, and know why you like them and know why you don't like yeah, them. Yeah, so just some good creative direction. Yeah. I always have, you know this about me, I always come in with a style icon. Yes, you do. And early on, my style icon was Jeff Bridges. Yeah. <laughs> i.e. the dude and so and i literally for halloween was the dude and i literally looked just like the dude you looked exactly like crazy long hair beard white russian the whole nine yeah and then this next time around i came in and i was like we're going david lynch yeah we're going this sort of you know eccentric filmmaker sort of vibe yeah you know um and so so yeah so i think that um what that boils down to for me and i think where this conversation sort of starts to come to a nice little uh, you know, culmination is is sometimes it's just about formulating and thinking about what is your point of view. Mm-hmm. Who do you want to be? Where do you want to go? Yeah. If you're in a valley, then you can use that point of view to help you direct your energy to get to a peak. If you're at a peak and you're like, what now? And you're starting to play the game of comparison. You look back at your own personal point of view. Yeah. This is who I am. This is what I stand for. This is what I want people to know me for. Yeah. That can help guide you between the peaks and valleys and really start to shape up who you are, the things that you say, the way you present yourself, and and then more tangibly, the way you look and the way you present yourself. And these things are important because it's how we communicate with the world. You know, we make first impressions and we fall in love and we get hired and we get fired. And, you know, this is all part of who we are. And I, I have found that, you know, working with and, 
and even when people you know apply for jobs, I've recently had to hire several people. Mm-hmm. Um, the people that present themselves with a strong point of view are the ones who who win. They're yeah. the ones that 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 people hire. Yeah, they're the ones that exceed. They're the ones that um, you know end up on the peaks. Yeah, and um, and in less valleys. And I think ultimately this book, you know, what I took away, and, and I think you could speak to it as well, is you know we're always going to have peaks and valleys. Always, but, everybody. But if we can craft a strong point of view and who we want to be and what we want to stand for, we can limit those and we can be a little more content in those moments. And it's less, you know, rock bottom and mountaintop. And it's a little more like a, like a rolling hill that's just like a nice ride. You know what yeah. I mean? Like a nice, like cruising the hills, you know? Like when uh, when I'm out riding with the uh, the skate, the the dad skate squad. John Bob was the yeah. When I'm out riding with the with the dad skate squad and we got a bunch, you know, fifty, you know, dads riding on skateboards. Yeah. Uh, the best rides are not the super big hills that go fast, and they're not the flat hills in the valleys. Those are those are one is super scary and dangerous. Yeah. The other one's kind of boring. The best <laughs> rides are these nice little rolling hills where you go up, then you come down, and right when you get down to the bottom, you got just enough speed to get you over the next hill. Yeah. And you're just cruising. Yeah. And I feel like. I don't know. I feel like that's where in my life where I'm the most happiest is when I'm cruising. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that? Uh, I agree hundred percent. And I mean, the peaks and valleys approach is to, um, to stay, you know, stay in the, in the peaks the longest, stay out of the valleys, um, the longest and have, have less peaks and valleys. Yeah. Just like you're saying, yeah. you have this kind of like steady, yeah. um, little rolling hill, of happiness. Yeah. Um, and if I can share one quick story, uh, recently I went hiking. We had this whole trip plan, and um, this is kind of a culmination of of all and of you. You, but you're with you're with Wags. I'm right? with Wags. Okay, it, so it's his birthday. Full circle. Full circle. The master, yes. who's now a great friend of yours. You yes. guys decide you're going on this hiking expedition yes. somewhere in Appalachia. Yeah, there's six of us, West Virginia. Okay. So we plan this whole thing. And the whole thing, the culmination is this peak. Okay. And you're overlooking this, you're overlooking this huge valley. Yep. So um day comes the whole time driving to West Virginia, it's raining and oh, cold. Man. Yeah. It had previously been beautiful. So that's Saturday. Now Saturday we meet um this lady, I forget her name. Um avid hiker has been on the exact rock and peak that we're going to the one that you dreamed about so the so the guru she's been there so we ask her you know like what's uh what's the best way and basically it was the exact opposite of what she told us yeah so we planned this whole thing and now we get to this guru and she's like, do the exact opposite yeah. of what you think. Don't go that way. It's so, like uh, finding finding Nemo. It's like uh, <laughs> when you get to the rift, just swim through it. <laughs> so here you are. <laughs> um, so now we're like, okay, do we listen to her? Sure. Or do we be selfish and do and be static and and stiff? Yeah. yeah. Or do we be fluid like water, like Bruce Lee says, be yeah. fluid. And change up our plan. Okay, so we, now there's six of us. Not that six have to agree, but at least yeah. four of us have to agree. Exactly. So we so we agree. So we do it the exact opposite of what how we're supposed to go. So Sunday we get up. It rains. We hiked uh, eight, nine, ten miles in the rain. In the rain, raining, raining. Now I hike mostly to drink coffee in my hammock in the morning. That's one of the main reasons why I hike and some of the views. Now, this whole time, like, hiking sucks right now. Like, there's this whole, anyway. So it rains, it rains, it rains, it rains, it rains. We get to the shelter. Now, three of us have a hammock. Three of us are going to sleep in this shelter. This shelter is first come, first serve. And it's raining, and I know it's going to suck sleeping in a hammock in the rain, okay? It's cold, and I wanted to sleep in the shelter, but I'm like, you know what? I'll let them sleep in the shelter. Gotcha. 
So, um, I don't know, maybe an hour later, we have a fire built, blah, blah. The two other people come to the shelter. Oh, man. Girl, guy. The guy, he's, he's like a guru. He's hiked the whole Appalachian Trail. The girl is, w- does not stop talking. Oh, no. One of the most annoying voices. She's in a valley. She, she's in the valley. <laughs> she's a she valley put, girl. She put me in she's the a, valley. She's a valley girl. She put me in the valley. <laughs> yeah. And I was just so frustrated. So now. So you're on, you were on a journey that was supposed to be amazing. Yes. You've dreamed about it. You've seen it on Instagram. And you're just pissed. You're wet. You're cold. Yes. You're on a route that you weren't planning on. I'm you've uphill. Got, you've got people. Yeah, you're going uphill. You've got people that you don't want to be with that are new, not in your party. Not in. And so it's not happy. Yeah. So um, fast forward, we wake up in the morning, and I would say I'm on a I'm on a peak now. Sun is uh, sun is shining. Okay. Um, we had not seen the sun. Like, we don't even know where we're at, really, because it was so rainy and foggy. And dark. And dark. We have no clue where we're really at. So we wake up. I make my coffee. I'm sitting in my hammock. I showed you the picture. And it's like these rays coming through the fog, through the trees. And it's like, this is unbelievable. This is why I came. This is why I came. I got my coffee. I got my coffee, my hammock. Yes. and I'm And I'm drinking my coffee. Now we have to pack everything up and go to the actual rock which is the culmination, the peak. The actual peak. The actual peak. Now, we've seen we've seen this view on Instagram, on the internet, other people standing on this specific rock with this beautiful picture, which is what I wanted to take and post. So pack everything up. Now, we're still going uphill, which sucks because it's hard. Um, You're wet. But you have to, you have to <laughs> embrace it, correct? Yeah. We get there, and... Now we're above the clouds, and we see nothing but clouds. Now, on the internet, I've seen this beautiful picture from these rocks. Amazing. For the past six months. And that's all I'm thinking about is seeing this view. Gorgeous. And we get there, and guess what? Clouds. Nothing. That's the first thing I thought. Yeah. Now, let's take it back to the book. The guy gets to the, gets to the top, and he says... I missed it. I missed the sunset. Yeah, it's dark, and he's looking out into the horizon, and he sees nothing. Yeah. And then, you know, I had him take this moment. I had to step back and appreciate that I'm looking at these just, like, unbelievable, like, clouds. It was like I felt like I was on Mount Everest yeah. without it being you're, you're, in the you're, death zone. You're not in an airplane, yet you're above the clouds. Correct. That's pretty cool. So then... So now I start to just like take everything back. I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm appreciating the clouds. Again, I get my coffee. I make my coffee. I'm enjoying coffee, friends. More people are coming up from the other side, which is yeah. where we're supposed to come. Community's happening. Community's at. We're talking. We're meeting people. I'm sharing coffee. Um, not actual like drinks, but like <laughs> my coffee yeah. regimen. And, um, you know, so now I appreciate, now I appreciate the view. Fast forward getting home. So we get home and my brother and I, because my brother went and we're looking at pictures of other people on this rock. And we realized we were in the wrong spot. <laughs> so we took all these pictures at the wrong rock. It was literally like 20 feet to the left. So now again, I go through all of this, this <laughs> peak and valley throughout this whole journey. Yeah. To get to the peak, this whole th- this this you know beautiful view, and this beautiful rock to take this picture. I don't see the view. I think I'm on the rock. I take the picture. I go you, home. You f- you finally appreciate the clouds. I finally appreciate the clouds. So now you're like kind of okay. Now I'm okay with it. I have my coffee. But you get home. But I get home. <laughs> and the and game I, of comparison sets in. And the in. game of comparison sets in. I'm looking at other people's. <laughs> pictures of them on the rock and we're not on the rock oh man so now i'm comparing my picture to all these other pictures my view to all these other views and i had to step back and say it doesn't really matter (laughs) i was 20 feet away from this it's from this rock yeah that it doesn't matter 
if I post a picture of this person on a rock. Yeah. I was up there. I made it. Yeah. It was unbelievable um, journey. And so, again, it's like, it's not that I am always on this peak. I mean, I have peaks and valleys all day, all week, all month, all year. But the thing is, is trying to reduce the amount of how high and lows those are yeah. and stay on that rolling little little wave of happiness. Man, what a great conversation. This has been a lot of fun, man. I, I, I really appreciate the, the narrative, and I hope that everybody's enjoyed our conversation. Um, again, you know, it's, it's not easy. Um, you know, perspective can really change everything, and I think that's what this book does, and it's been really a joy to hear sort of your journey as a stylist and how you've sort of connected to the ad world and, and, and the marketing world. And, um, and in general, this is just such a human story. So um, hope you guys have enjoyed it. Um, tell us where we can find you. If somebody's looking to connect with you to maybe see the kind of cool styles you're doing for people, mm-hmm. maybe um, if somebody's in the Midwest, they would want you to um, cut their hair. Um, where do people find you on the internet? Where do they how can they work with you? Maybe there's a brand who really wants a fresh new stylist to work with them, um, you know, with a, with a hair care product. You know, how yeah. do they get in, get in touch with you? Um, well, I am on Instagram, Jesse Gray Style. That's J E S S E G R A Y Style. Um, I currently work in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, live in Northern Kentucky, so uh, the salon is in Cincinnati. But um, the best way to see uh, my work and who I am, um, how I present myself, yeah. is uh, on Instagram, Jesse Gray Style. Now I am I'm dabbling in TikTok. I've I, I've I've <laughs> gone over the uh, I've gone over the edge, it's the dangerous. line, and I'm trying to figure it out. And I yeah. just trying to find your point of view. I'm trying to find my point of yeah. view. I'm trying to find. It just it's so yeah. Anyway. Um, and uh, that would be the best way to okay. uh, to so, see what I do and and reach and reach me. Okay, so Instagram at Jesse Gray Style. Mm-hmm. They can just slide into your DMs, slide in, send you a message. Yeah. And um, when the COVID's over, you're you're often in New York and uh, L.A. and all Atlanta, over. all sorts of cities. So if you guys follow him and you're in a city near him, um, hit him up. Jesse's a guy who's who's happy to grab a, a, some coffee, grab a beverage, and and chat it up. So um, any other cool projects you got going on that are well, um, can we talk about uh, maybe what we're uh, looking into? I think we could, like, loosely. Okay. Yeah. Well, first off, so um, as Brandon said, Brandon is my cousin. We've grown up uh, since birth together. We're only a f- few, like a year and a half or something like that apart. Um, and we've worked on several projects together. Yeah. Um, but we want to make a show. But I think the first thing I want to say is, like, how appreciative and grateful i am of you know your mentorship your friendship you know you've taken me um i would say under your wing a little bit on the creative aspect of you're so much younger than me (laughs) you're the you're the miyagi to my karate kid and um and so we're always bouncing ideas off of each other yeah and um what we have found is People love transformations. The internet loves before and afters. They love it. I love it. I love watching your Instagram when you take a girl who comes in with hair, you know, down to her waist, and then she leaves (laughs) with like a pixie cut that's like, or shaved. Yeah. Like it's awesome because it's just, it's just so much fun and it's so interesting and you kind of want to know like, why did, why did she chop it off? And then that sort of thing. Um, and so, you know, we were talking about, you know, what's some content that the internet would like. And I said, man, let's just chop it. Let's just like tell the story yeah. and bring in guys and girls that, that have extreme transformations. We go from, you know, long to short, we go from blonde hair to black hair, you know, color transformations or whatever. Yeah. And then we kind of got excited about it. Yeah. So we're, we're working on something. Yeah. Um, and by the way, if you're out there listening, let's say you're listening because you're into advertising and, and, and uh, marketing and you happen to work for, um, you know, in the beauty space and, uh, and you, you like this idea, feel, feel free to reach out to us. You can slide into my DM as well <laughs> over here at uh, a quick read podcast. And, uh, you know, maybe this is a show that 
will look really good on your YouTube channel. So collaborations. We are open to collaborations. But either way, we're going to do this. So yeah, um, we are. So that would be cool. uh, one one thing I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Uh, because the last year I have not uh, traveled and taught, which I'm normally teaching yeah. 36 to 40 something, you know, classes a year. So I need something to work on, and uh, this is, uh, I think, this is what's going to be. Yeah. Well, it's been a lot of fun, and I'm I've pumped. Been- enjoyed you coming on the show and and chatting so everybody thanks so much for listening as always it's super helpful um for me if you could give us a review and a rating on itunes currently i believe itunes is the only platform that allows you to do that if you're on your phone download the itunes podcast app scroll to the bottom reviews and ratings there's five stars i love a good five-star rating but i like an honest rating so if you think we're a four or three uh two or one be honest, that's okay too. Um, and then leave a review as well. That helps us get seen and noticed and we can spread this podcast throughout. Um, and if you have a recommendation for who you'd like to hear on the show, and, and um, that'd be great too. We're trying to bring all sorts of different people. So far we've featured um, producer from LA, Jamie Paleo in episode three. We have a copywriter episode two with Nathan Dye and our pilot episode was with creative director Pat Morgan. And here we are with stylist celebrity stylist educator creative jesse gray i love you man you're love the you best too, brother. and um yeah thanks everybody for listening and we'll see you guys in two weeks every other tuesday we drop an episode so i'll see you guys in two peace peace hey thanks for listening i hope you enjoyed the episode if you did head over to itunes or spotify and give us a great rating and review A quick read is a Leap Group podcast.